If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Did you know Black and White Sports is the number one conservative sports entity on YouTube with over 35 million views? Make sure you subscribe here to the podcast available anywhere. Quality podcasts are available Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Anchor, and Spotify, and many others. Hit subscribe now. Friends, let's face it. The future of America is looking worse each day. Those who are observant have the feeling that something really bad is going to happen soon. If it does, are you prepared? Do you have enough food, water, and other essentials to get you through tough times? If not, Check out My Patriot Supply. They're the nation's number one preparedness company, and they've served millions of American families. Right now, you can save 25% off their popular four-week emergency food kit, which will keep you well-fed with four weeks worth of breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, and snacks, totaling over 2,000 calories a day. This food stays fresh for up to 25 years in proper storage, So it will be there when you need it. In fact, you may need it a lot sooner than that. So don't wait. Go to preparewithblackandwhite.com and claim your four-week emergency food kit. You'll save 25% if you act now. That's preparewithblackandwhite.com. Don't wait. Do it today. Let's talk about today's sponsor, Javi Coffee. Javi Coffee is the way I love to start off my morning I work very, very hard for you guys to put out the best content possible. And I get my energy from Javi Coffee. Would you like to have that same energy that I have every single morning? Well, you should try Javi Coffee. And for you guys, you can actually get three bottles of Javi Coffee for only $16.95 per unit. Each bottle contains 30 servings. It will save you so much money from going to your local coffee shop. And by the way, folks, it actually tastes even better. You can use sugar. You can use monk fruit. I'm a low-carb person. I don't like the carbs. This is keto-friendly. And guys, it is super easy to make. Just put water in your cup, add one teaspoon or two teaspoons of Javi coffee, mix it up, use whipped cream, sugar, monk fruit, whatever. And folks, It tastes absolutely amazing. So check out the link in the description or the pinned comment and get Javi Coffee delivered to you today. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, guys, we're going to talk about the NFL and the jab. Now, we made several videos on actually more than several videos talking about the jab in the NFL. There's players out there that that have been pretty vocal that they will not get the jab. Cole Beasley is one and Kirk Cousins is another. And for the sake of this video here, 
This is concerning Stephen A. Smith because he took issue with Kirk Cousins not getting a jab because Kirk Cousins now is in COVID protocol, NFL protocol, because he came in close contact with someone. I don't think that he actually tested positive, but I digress. Stephen A. Smith came out and made probably the most ignorant comment when it came to whether or not players should actually get the jab. Now, last I checked, folks, the media is not a doctor. The media doesn't know the health status of players. Stephen A. Smith came out and he said that the NFL should mandate every player get the vaccine or the player should be kicked out of the NFL. You heard that correct, folks. I can't believe he said this. This is dumb. This is stupid. Nobody in the media is a doctor. Nobody in the media knows the health status of players. But Stephen A. Smith to come out there and demand that the NFL mandate every single player gets vaccinated is completely idiotic, guys. Check this out. Stephen A. Smith pressures NFL to mandate COVID jab. Other countries are starving for a vaccine that we have at our disposal. The NFL reports nearly 90 percent of its players have been vaccinated against COVID-19. But as hesitancy to get vaccinated looms over the remaining 10 percent, it poses a greater chance of having outbreaks and canceled games during the season. Now, guys, this is definitely a left leaning website, but they actually did cover this story about Stephen A. Smith. So 90 percent of the NFL is already vaccinated and Stephen A. Smith is in an uproar. Now, guys, we know the general public is nowhere near 90 percent. And I really don't believe that 90 percent of the general public is going to take the jab. And this is scary, guys, because you see what's actually going on in New York City. Well, where de Blasio is demanding that if you don't get the jab, you can't participate in society. That sounds a lot like communism to me. And what Stephen A. Smith is proposing also sounds like communism also as well. But it goes on, it says, with the NFL desperately hoping to avoid the season being interrupted by COVID, especially at the hands of the unvaccinated ESPN, Stephen A. Smith firmly stated he's in favor of mandating the jab. Minnesota, Minnesota Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins recently missed four practices after being in close contact of a teammate who tested positive for COVID. Vowing to make sure it doesn't happen again, Cousins won't get vaccinated. But he'll follow social distancing rules and consider consider furthering those protocols by building a plexiglass plexiglass fortress around himself. I think he's being sarcastic there because we know when it actually comes to the games, he's a starting quarterback. There is no social distancing. Let's just be clear about that. But this is what Stephen A. Smith said. And guys, this is just so shocking and scary. Quote, I'm appalled by what Kirk Cousins just said. Smith ran it during Friday's first take. I'm appalled by the fact that he's in a position that he's in and he would utter such ridiculousness. I'm a proponent of the NFL. Here we go. Mandating that you be vaccinated or you can't be in the league. You can't play. Smith suggested to his co-host Max Kellerman after noting it would have to be collectively bargained. 
The NFL is a private industry, Smith added. You don't have to play. You can go home. More than 99% of the population is being hospitalized as we speak or the unvaccinated, Smith continued. We have certain segments of this world's population starving for a vaccine that we have at our disposal free right here. It's perfectly within my right, particularly as an employer in the private sector, to, to sit up there and say, you don't need to be a part of this. Because if Kirk Cousins somehow were to get COVID, he ain't going to contaminate some players. This is ridiculous Smith Blastic. This is crazy. Stephen A. Smith is crazy. Now, he brings up that if you don't get the jab and you're a player, you should be kicked out of the league. Now, guys, we know the NFL PA, and I put up a video talking about how they got word by the owners. This would not fly with the NFL PA. There's no way in the world they're going to allow a vaccine mandate to pass. It's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Is ESPN demanding that all of their employees get the jab or they can't work there anymore? I don't know. And Stephen A. Smith, you do know there's probably some players out there that can't actually get the jab for medical reasons. Did you actually think about that? And he's talking about more than 99% of the population has been hospitalized who aren't vaccinated. But Stephen A. Smith, are any of these people world-class athletes? I'm pretty sure that Kirk Cousins, Cole Beasley are in excellent shape. I mean, these players that actually do get the virus, they have little to no symptoms. The NFL made it through in the whole entire season last season without the jab, without the vaccine, and they made it. They made it through an entire season. And now you have 90% of the players right now already vaccinated. And guys, we know even if you get the jab, you can still get the virus and you can spread it. So let's say, for example, that uh, Kirk Cousins does get the jab and he comes down with COVID and he spreads it. What is Stephen A. Smith going to have to say about this? I mean, this is crazy. This is absolutely crazy for Stephen A. Smith, who is not a doctor, who is not a medical expert, demand that the NFL mandate vaccinations or you get kicked out the league. This this is just completely insane, man. I, I have almost no respect for Stephen A. Smith. You check with your doctor and you do what's best for you. When it comes down to it at the end of the day, it's up to you what you put in your body. You know, even when you go to the doctor, you know, just for regular checkup, the doctor prescribes some medication. It's up to you to actually put it in your body. Even your doctor can't force you to put something in your body. It is up to you. And what Stephen A. Smith is saying is completely insane. I completely disagree with Stephen A. Smith over there at Walt Center. Completely insane. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white live fans. I've had it with Stephen A. Smith. I really have. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Live and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. 
the no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Sports. As we know, this year's Olympics, it comes around every four years for the summer games and the winter games. This year's Olympics has been, let's keep it real, sort of a dumpster fire, right? The Olympics has gone woke. Megan Rapino and the uh, social justice soccer team, they screwed the pooch. They blew it. They ended up in the bronze medal game. They won. Okay, whatever. Uh, Simone Biles and all the drama surrounding that. You have Team USA that's got to go back out there and face France. France beat them in the first game of the Olympics. Let's not sleep on that. France has got three NBA players on that team. Team USA should win the gold, but as we know, it's full of NBA players. We all know how they feel. They're woke. They don't necessarily align with our traditional American values. But I think it's important that when we have an athlete that truly does something awesome, and in the case of Amber English, she is also an Army officer. It's a double dose of greatness, and I think it's important that we recognize that and give it a little publicity and show it off. It doesn't all always have to be the drama and the wokeness and, oh, my God, Everything's burning down, which everything is sort of burning down. Let's be real. And the Olympics, i got to be honest, I haven't watched any of it, which is crappy because I love the Olympics, or I did, except when you know so many people don't care about the country they're representing, you don't want to watch it. Well, in this case, we know Amber English, with her serving our country, we will we know how she feels about this country, so... Let's check this out. Army officer Amber English brings home gold medal after record Olympic performance. I'm very, very humbled. U.S. Army First Lieutenant Amber English took home the gold medal in the women's individual shotgun skeet event during the first week of the Tokyo Olympics. But she says her journey to the podium was a team effort. English, 31, said in an interview on Fox & Friends on Friday that after the sudden passing of her father in 2016, she was encouraged not to give up by a fellow American shooter, Vincent Hancock, who just took home his third gold medal. Quote, it was a very tough battle, to be honest, English said. It took a little bit for me to get back on the range, and Vincent Hancock, who just won a third gold, was kind of the reason. He was in Colorado Springs, he said. I believe in you. Come out here. We're going to shoot. We cried after one station, and I kept shooting. The goal was simple. Don't quit and believe in yourself and keep going. The Colorado Springs native set an Olympic record after shooting 56 of 60 in the women's skeet final to defeat Italy's Dana Bascoli earning her first gold medal. It was just a very crazy experience, English said. I am so glad that after years of hard work, we were able to put this together. And although this is an individual sport, it really takes a team behind everybody to be successful. So I'm very humbled in this experience. English said that she was able to achieve success with the support of the Army. I fought it for a very long time. 
she said of her decision to join the Army. I was already training and competing with members of the AMU. And so after I lost my dad, I said, you know, I need to do something different. And I was like, better late than never. And here we are. English comes from a long family history of shooters. According to USA Shooting, her father and uncle were U.S. running target national team members and Olympic Training Center resident athletes, while her mother and aunt were members of the University of Kentucky Rifle Program. Wow. English said she doesn't intend to display her medal, but will instead carry it around in her gun case as she travels. Good for Amber English. Yeah, I mean, how good does this get? She's an Army officer. She's in the guns. Second Amendment, absolutely, goes out there, wins gold medal after, after making it through the passing away of her father. She had to fight through that. This is the kind of story that we absolutely love from the Olympics, the kind of story that we normally get in our Olympic Games, and we just haven't gotten enough. It's been too much drama. It's been too much social justice. People like Gwen Berry who doesn't give a squat if she's there or not. She's there for publicity. And, and she said, Gwen Berry said, if I'd have gotten to the podium, I'd have protested. Uh, Raven Saunders, I believe was her name, was another one, actually protested when she got to the actual podium. Amber English said, I'm very, very humbled by the experience. This is a true American competitive sports hero. This is exactly what we look for. This is exactly why we loved, did love the Olympics. It's sad. I'm normally very, very into the Olympics. I know that over half of America is not watching compared to uh, 2016. What does that say about the damage that some of these athletes have done? But there are diamonds in the rough now, like Amber English. It's a really good story. I felt like it deserved some publicity. I thought I would bring it to you guys. Uh, it's fantastic. Good job, Amber. Congratulations. Peace. I'm out. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into. Black and white sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, guys, let's continue to talk about the Tokyo Olympics, a.k.a. the Wokio Olympics. The wokeness has run amok in Tokyo. We've done a lot of videos on that. We don't need to go into the details of every single thing that has actually happened. But now, guys, this is a bit different. A particular event that has been in the Olympics since 1932 and 1936 has now come to an end. Why, you may ask? It has come to an end because of the wokeness of the IOC. This is absolutely ridiculous. And the event that I'm talking about is race walking. So, guys, I'm just I'm just dumbfounded by this because I couldn't find a good reason why they eliminated this. Now, it is an all-male event, and you guys know how woke sports are when it actually comes to men. 
There is not a female equivalent to this. Now, one would actually think that, okay, if there's not a female version of this sport, why doesn't the IOC and countries actually make up an event? That seems pretty, uh, pretty uh, normal thinking to me. Wouldn't you agree? But of course not. We're living in woke times, so it must be eliminated. As we go over here to Outkick, you'll see here Olympics double down on wokeness. Eliminate long-standing event in name of gender equity. And also, folks, the uh, participants in um, this event, they're not happy with it whatsoever. But it says here on Outkick, if you've ever witnessed a person with a full bladder beeline, his or her way to a bathroom 50 feet away, you're familiar with the Olympic sport of race walking. I guess you can call it former Olympic sport now. The sport consists of race walking your way to victory over a 50 kilometer or 30 mile stretch, which is much more grueling than it sounds. Now, guys, I usually wake up in the morning and I walk four miles every morning. And I can only imagine 31 miles. I'm sorry, I couldn't do it. But anyway, introduced as an Olympic sport in 1932, the event will make its final appearance at the Games this year, at least in its original format. After officials deem the competition unfair because these same officials haven't created a women's version of the same competition. According to the report from news.com.au, quote, the Olympic Committee has decided the race does not fit with its stated mission of gender equality. It is the only event on the Olympic program that has no, no approximate equivalent for women. Rather than add a women's race, they will bring in an unspecified Mitts team race walking event. Why don't they just make an event like they did for men? Why don't they just make one for women? You know, it's kind of like a boxing, you know, you have men boxing and also in different weight classes. And there's also female boxing in different weight classes. So when it comes to this whole race walking thing, the easy thing would be just to create an event for women. But, oh, no, this is completely woke times. And the athletes that actually participate in race walking, they don't like it. Check this out. Race walkers on Friday slam what they called a terrible mistake to remove the 50 kilometer race from the Olympic program and accuse the suits behind the move of not communicating enough with the athletes. The 50 kilometer distance has been part of the game since 1936, but Friday's race might have been the last at the Olympics. The event has been dropped from the schedule for Paris 2024 because there's no equivalent equivalent race for women. Quote, it's a terrible mistake by the IOC and World Athletics. I think we showcase today that this event belongs in the Olympics. Canada's Evan Dunphy, Dunphy told reporters after winning bronze in the event in Sapporo. The easiest solution would have been to allow women to race 50K at the Olympics. I completely agree with that, but they didn't do that. It's heartbreaking, he said, receiving a clause in the press conference. Germany's Jonathan Hilbert, who won silver, said there was insignificant communication from executives. The problem is that the people in in the suits in the World Athletics and IOC, they don't speak a lot with the athletes. We've heard it out of maybe the newspapers or or from coaches, 
that they will remove the 50K, he said. I'm really sad. You see, this is what happens when you get woke. This is what is happening to sports. This has been going on for way too long. Guys, I believe it's just pretty simple, you know, to say, you know what? We don't have a female version of uh, this Olympic event. Why don't we just actually just make this event? You know what I mean? But no, they didn't want to do that. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. The Olympics, man, is just a complete and utter disaster. Goodbye to this event. We probably won't see it again. And there's no telling what they're going to do with this in 2024 in Paris. But based on the ratings, not a whole lot of people will probably end up watching this anyway or watching the Paris 2024 Olympics as the Tokyo, a.k.a. Wokio Olympics, has been an utter disaster. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Sports. We're going to talk about one of... ESPN's longest, longest running personalities, contributors uh, from Pardon the Interruption. There was a time, I don't know if this is still the case, but Pardon the Interruption was the highest rated ESPN show, non-live sporting event show that they had going. Well, of course, Tony Kornheiser, Michael Wilbon together on this show, and there was a time before the dark times, the woke times, this show was really good. Jason Whitlock co-hosted this show a lot with Tony Kornheiser. Well, Kornheiser has come out and made some statements that I think we all sort of, uh, we kind of wonder about. We, we are sitting back and we're watching the NBA contracts go absolutely bananas. There are players out there that are getting deals that make you just scratch your head. Uh, there was a little point guard from the Lakers that went to the Bucks or to the Bulls. I think he got $37 million. And you're like, this guy's a backup point guard that averaged uh, six points a game. I think it was Alex Caruso. And it makes you shake your head because we know the NBA is a dumpster fire. Uh, and Tony Kornheiser said he's puzzled by the contracts, especially considering, and this is what's wild, TV ratings are never any good. ESPN's got the NBA, by the way, as one of its supposed uh, flagship programs of live sports. And here they have one of their most highest profile personalities over there, Calling the NBA ratings crap. And I find this interesting, and I wanted us to uh, take a look at it. ESPN's Tony Kornheiser puzzled by astronomical NBA contracts. The TV ratings are never any good. This bubble may burst. Unfortunately, it will not, and I got a theory behind that.
Cynics predicting the demise of the NBA look somewhat foolish right now as teams confidently hand out exorbitant contracts to mid-level players. But as the NBA spins freely, ESPN's Tony Kornheiser struggled to understand why. Quote, the most notable thing of all is these astronomical salaries that you get paid for playing in the NBA, even if you're not a great star. Kornheiser said on ESPN's Pardon the Interruption, superstars such as Steph Curry ain't contracts worth more than $50 million annually, but even a middle-of-the-road-like player, Jarrett Allen, landed a $100 million contract over five seasons. I don't even know what he averages. Quote, I have no idea where this money comes from, Kornheiser said. I know you would say to me, well, it comes from TV. But the TV ratings are never any good. So at some point, it seems to me this bubble may burst. Like most sports, the NBA experienced a dip in viewership during the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, we got to consider the source on this report, okay? This is a pretty left-leaning website, I think. Some point to some point to the league's social justice messaging as a reason for the ratings drop. It's absolutely a reason for the ratings drop, of course. You've had a couple of outlier games, games in the NBA Finals that drew decent ratings, but as comparison to 2019, the ratings are still complete shit. But the NBA drastically toned that down in 2021. Other explanations including a shifted schedule because of COVID and an unappealing championship matchup thanks to early exits by LeBron and Kevin Durant. We know that's not true. We know that when LeBron James actually exited the NBA playoffs, the ratings actually got a little bump. They actually went up a little bit when the game's most hated villain got eliminated. All of a sudden, some people did start watching. The NBA's current national TV broadcast deal is worth $24 billion. Despite declining TV ratings, the NBA will reportedly look to triple that amount as they enter negotiations for the next broadcast deal, seeking a package worth closer to $75 billion. That's unbelievable. The NBA also is succeeding on social media, with their digital footprint being valued at $5 billion. So, it's it's crazy that you've got one of ESPN's biggest personalities calling the NBA ratings trash. You never actually hear that from anybody in the mainstream media. You never actually hear somebody come out and say, the NBA ratings are crap, and Tony Kornheiser did. Now, I do have a theory behind that. I think... The problem is you have woke companies, woke corporations, willing to pay for a woke product, and I think they're willing to lose money to do it, which is crazy to me. I mean, that fails on every level of Business 101 that you would pay up for a a floundering product, but that's exactly what the NBA is doing. They are going to get paid. Because companies are willing to pay it, even if it means they're going to take a bath because of it. In ESPN's case, one of the reasons you saw so many people in the last uh, few years get laid off 
was that terrible NBA deal. And it's unbelievable that they're going to end up paying more after they sign that $24 billion deal that they, they're talking about that's getting ready to end. They, they got rid of a bunch of people because of the NBA, the NBA TV deal that they decided to pay up for. Now, a lot of times, these networks will pay up for live sports so they can advertise other programming on the channel, their other programming. So they're not always looking for the ad dollars, although that is a thing. They're looking for publicity for their other programming. All right, that is a thing, and that's that's pretty common. That's one reason why NBC it always takes a bath. They're trying to claim the Olympics is profitable. The Olympics hadn't been profitable in 30 years. Okay, NBA, uh, NBC has always known to take a bath on the Olympics, but it gives them a chance to advertise Law and Order, SVU, and and back in the day, Friends and Seinfeld and all these popular shows they got to advertise their own programming okay it wasn't always about the ad revenue necessarily uh but i say it's because of of companies like disney okay we know we know disney they're they've gone off the deep end for all these social justice causes too but it's the fact that companies like disney are willing to overpay one woke company is supporting another woke company and they're overpaying to do it. They're taking a bath to do it, which is crazy to me because then they got to jump through hoops. If they sign the NBA for another, you know, they got them on 24 billion. Now this, this 24 billion includes ESPN and Turner. Okay. Which is TNT and TBS or whatever. I guess it's TNT that, that shows the NBA. That'll be a combined amount between both companies if Turner or, or TNT decides to keep the NBA. Okay, but they both will overpay for it. <laughs> C- crazy. I mean, it's absolutely crazy that companies will do that, but they will do it. They will overpay. Why? Well, because they have to do what, guys? They have to prove how woke they are to the media, and to everybody on Twitter, you know, which I guess at this point, the people on Twitter are the only ones watching the NBA anymore. You know, you tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. I do give Tony Kornheiser some credit for actually calling out the NBA ratings. You never, ever hear that from any real media personalities outside of, you know, Clay Travis or Jason Whitlock. But for somebody with ESPN to call it out, it's highly unusual. He's saying the bubble may burst. Well, Tony, it won't burst if ESPN and Disney is willing to overpay for the television contract, which they're going to be willing to do. Peace. I'm out. Till next. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. tuning into black and white sports on youtube the no holds barred truth on sports the main event starts now guys let's talk about the tokyo olympics aka the wokio olympics because the 
wokeness at the Tokyo Olympics has been the talking point. IOC put rules in place that said these athletes, they can't protest, they can't make political statements. And then the IOC started bending the rules so players can pretty much do what they want to do, even though they're not supposed to protest in competition and on the podium. So fast forward now. We've seen protests been going on. We've seen violations of IOC Rule 50. And now yesterday you have the women's U.S. women's soccer team play their bronze medal match that they actually won. So they finished third in uh, soccer during the Tokyo Olympics. But guys, before that match, before their bronze medal match against Australia. These women went out there and kneeled. This is not really a surprise that this team would be kneeling. I mean, they're led by Megan Rapino, who is probably one of the most unlikable athletes out there. And they're supposed to be out there representing the United States of America. However, they seem to embarrass the United States of America. Now, also on this team is Carly Lloyd. Now, Carly Lloyd is the only one, apparently, that did not kneel before their match. The only one. And guys, we're going to be diving into this in this video. But first, here's a word from today's sponsor. Friends, let's face it. The future of America is looking worse each day. Those who are observant have the feeling that something really bad is going to happen soon. If it does, are you prepared? Do you have enough food, water, and other essentials to get you through tough times? If not, check out My Patriot Supply. They're the nation's number one preparedness company, and they've served millions of American families. Right now, you can save 25% off their popular four-week emergency food kit, which will keep you well-fed with four weeks worth of breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, and snacks. Totaling over 2,000 calories a day. This food stays fresh for up to 25 years in proper storage, so it will be there when you need it. In fact, you may need it a lot sooner than that. So don't wait. Go to preparewithblackandwhite.com and claim your four-week emergency food kit. You'll save 25% if you act now. That's preparewithblackandwhite.com. Don't wait. Do it today. All right, guys. Carly Lord stands. U.S. women's soccer teammates kneel before bronze medal match. Unreal, but not a surprise that they would be kneeling because that's all they care about. This is why this team is not winners. This is why they finished third place. This is why they were upset by Canada. It says here, U.S. women's soccer star Carly Lloyd stunned fans on Thursday. As it appeared, she was the only American player standing before the team's match against Australia at the Tokyo Olympics. It appeared the rest of her teammates decided to kneel as a protest against racism and discrimination before the bronze medal match against Australia. Lloyd was standing next to the referee of the match while the Australian soccer team stood in unity. Now, the Australian soccer team did not win this match, but however, they were unified. And 
the team that's supposed to be representing America kneeling for lies. Now, if the anthem was playing, we know they would be on their knees because this is what this team does. Now, here's a picture here. I don't know if you guys can see it or not, but Carly Lloyd is over here on the far right. And she is standing. All of these other athletes here for the U.S. kneeling. The Australia team unified, locked in arms, arms together right there. Disgusting that this is the team we send over there to protest. Unreal, guys. Unreal. Here's a closer look here. Uh, Julie Ertz, number eight here, kneeling. Unbelievable. Another player right there also kneeling. But not not a, not shocking at all. Really not. Edward Chanky on Twitter says all the USWNT players and staff knelt all except Carly Lloyd to say Lloyd is a somebody. Quote unquote on the team is an understatement. Also surprised to see Australia didn't kneel and are actually standing in solidarity opposite the U.S. Not sure what's going on here, but interesting. This this is a bad look for us, folks. I don't care if we won this game or not. We didn't win the gold. This is a third place team right here. It says, here's an angle that says it all. This is likely Lloyd's final major competition. She single-handedly won two finals matches for USWNT. She goes out standing tall. Yeah, that... I don't know if you guys can see this or not, but you can. This is more of a wide angle shot here where you actually see the U.S. players all kneeling except for Carly Lloyd and Australia unified right there. Unreal. Unreal. And we know that these athletes led by Megan Rapino, they lie about a lot of things. I mean, they were actually out there talking about. Let's fight for equal, equal pay. The men are making more money than us. We're not getting equal pay to the men. And we all know that was a lie. The women make more than the men overall when you put in the total benefits package into it. This is disgusting, man. This is why I couldn't root for the U.S. in these Olympics. I wasn't rooting against them, but I wasn't cheering for them because things like this makes them so unlikable. And I don't want to cheer for anybody that is unpatriotic. That's why I'm not cheering for uh, the U.S. men's uh, basketball team. And they actually have a chance to win the gold medal. If they win, they win. If they don't, they don't. I really don't care. Greg Popovich and these other NBA players have made it known that they don't care about this country. Yeah, they're wearing uh, Team USA jerseys. But trust me, they don't actually represent the United States of America. They don't believe in our belief system. We, we are the most free country in the world. Now, could we improve on things and make things better? Of course we can. But to say that this country is systemically racist is unbelievable. This is not the 1950s and 60s, but we know the ideology is to return the United States, back to those time, back to that time period right there. Unreal, folks. But hats off to Car- Carly Lloyd. Apparently, 
she has never actually took a knee in any of these matches. And when uh, the U.S. Uh, WNT plays other games, she's the only one that doesn't take a knee. So hats off to her. But Megan Rapino and the other athletes on this team, I just don't care about this team. I will never, ever root for this team. But they're doing this, you know, because it pays. It absolutely pays to be a victim in sports. Megan Rapino is a prime example of this as she is cashing in on all of this. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Well, back. Rodriguez for Black and White Live. We're going to talk about Kirk Cousins because, as we know, Kirk Cousins has made it very clear that he feels like this whole vaccine situation is his business. Well, because of that, and we agree with Kirk Cousins, by the way, and because of that, he's come under a lot of fire Mike Zimmer is clearly the coach of the Vikings. He's clearly not happy with Kirk Cousins. And the fact that it's pretty clear that Kirk does not want to get vaccinated. Now, we've said, hey, if you want to get vaccinated, great. If you don't, great. It's your business, okay? Should be your decision. We don't agree with the fact that employers and sports organizations are trying to pressure people into it. Uh, So, I've got two different stories about Kirk, and one of them, in my opinion, is the lowest common denominator of trash. Mike Florio has went after Kirk Cousins' father. That's right. And I think it is despicable, and I'm going to bring that to you in just a second. I am wearing our our Punish American flag shirt. That's right, America first. You can grab this bad boy out of our merch store. Use promo code USA First, all one word. Get 25% off this shirt or any other shirt in the merch store. I am wearing it with this MASH unit green. I love it. I've got this shirt in three different colors. I loved it so much. I turned around and ordered some more shirts. I really like it a lot. We have sold the heck out of these shirts. These shirts are freaking great. They look awesome. Let's get to this first one from OutKick, and then we'll get to Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk because he even carries this to a new, more despicable level, and he is one of the head Corona bros, and I've always tried to be fair to Mike in the fact that I will say as long as Mike Florio sticks to football, Mike Florio is a really good listen. However, when it comes to the coronavirus, he is utterly insane. He is out of his mind, and he has officially proven exactly how out of his mind he really is. Kirk Cousins sticks to his opinions on vaccines, sending the media into a tiff. The media has 
been having a ball with the Vikings carousel of quarterbacks catching COVID. The easiest target of the group has not been patient zero of the bunch, rookie Kellen Mond. But the one guy everybody speculates is an anti-vaxxer starting quarterback Kirk Cousins. Though marketed as the, quote, red state guy, possibly due to his outspoken Christian faith, that's right, they're going after his religious beliefs, Cousins has put in the work to navigate through restrictions and complications of keeping his free will in the new world of mandatory vaccines and masks. While inoculation remains an NFL team's best shot at competing this season free of complications from the virus, the starting quarterback has expressed faith in the protocol set by the league to ensure both vaccinated and unvaccinated players are kept safe from the virus spread. Keep in mind... The NFL is making players jump through hoops. I mean, it's putting them through the ringer if they choose to not get vaccinated. I don't particularly agree with that, Um, especially dealing with world-class athletes. I don't know that there should be that kind of scrutiny happening from the league on unvaccinated players. Cousins gave his opinion on the recent outbreak of COVID in the QB room doubling down on what it means to make an independent health choice rather than spouting empty mimicry of science that touts, touts vaccination and overlooks factors like natural immunity. Quote, I think the vaccination decision is private, a very private health matter for me, said Cousins. I'm going to keep it as such. I do believe as a leader of a team, it's very important to follow protocols, and avoid this close contact. Because of that is what is going to come down to. Did you have close contact? While reports and stories surrounding Cousins have vaguely assigned all the blame and spread to his decision-making, the Vikings quarterback has remained consistent and with expressed concern over keeping the rest of the team healthy, without having to sacrifice his personal choices. So I'm going to be vigilant about avoiding close contact. I've even thought, should I set up literally plexiglass around where I sit so this can never happen again? I've thought about it because I'm going to do whatever it takes. We're going to avoid this close contact thing and look forward to make sure we're playing every game. Yahoo Sports took a shot at Kirk Cousins. Claims that liberal doses of, you guessed it, Fox News and Newsmax are probably involved when it comes to Cousins' decision. Okay, we go to the next story. This is where it gets flat repugnant. Mike Florio, why won't Kirk Cousins get vaccinated? Question mark. For NFL players with a high degree of transparency... Traditionally, traditionally applies to health issues that affect a player's availability. As to COVID, which directly affects their availability, unvaccinated players routinely choose for little or no transparency. Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins demonstrated that mindset on Thursday, talking about the lengths to which he'll go to avoid an infection while refusing to address reasons for not getting vaccinated, calling it a matter personal and private. 
which it actually is, Mike Florio. It's exactly that. But really, what's personal and private about things that could directly impact the ability of a player who earns many millions of dollars to play football? These are fair questions. No, they're not, Mike Florio. It's none of your business. Especially when the anti-vaccine position taken by players cuts so sharply against the clear preferences of the league and the team for which Cousins plays. Got nothing to do with either. Nothing. There's a very good chance that the quarterback's refusal to get vaccinated flows from his father's attitude towards the pandemic. Don Cousins, a pastor in Orlando. That's right. The man is a leader of faith. And Florio is going after him. A pastor in Orlando that has some strong beliefs last year about the virus posted in September 2020 by Resist Programming. Don Cousins reopened his church during the pandemic. He didn't require a mask. Kirk Cousins made it clear last year that he doesn't believe in masks and uttered the phrase, quote, if I die, I die, regarding the possibility of catching the disease. Although the thread predates the vaccine question, the anti-vaccine attitude meshes with everything Kirk Cousins and Don Cousins said last year. If you simply and inexplicably don't take the virus seriously, why get vaccinated against it? Cousins is in a small minority of unvaccinated players. However, he's the starting quarterback of the Vikings. When the team leader shrugs at the preferences of the team management, it's no surprise so many others on the team have followed suit. Now, this is where it gets interesting. The Vikings have little choice but to deal with it. Cousins is due $21 million guaranteed and $35 million fully guaranteed in 2022. The Vikings could cut him and receive credit for whatever he earns elsewhere. But that would be extreme and irrational reaction to the situation. Are you sure, Florio? Then again, he says, and here we go, Cousins is taking an extreme and irrational position. Maybe the Vikings should fight fire with fire and move on from a guy who clearly has no future in Minnesota beyond the expiration of his contract in two seasons if he makes it that long. So... Not only did Florio go after Kirk Cousins' father in this whole scenario. Now, mind you, Kirk Cousins' father doesn't play football. He's not a member of the Minnesota Vikings. But they're, they're obviously targeting Cousins' political beliefs and now how the man was raised by his parents and his father is a leader in religion, a pastor. A man of faith in Mike Florio has chosen to bring his father into this vaccinated, unvaccinated scenario. I find that kind of journalism, if you can use that term, to be downright offensive, Mike Florio. It's ridiculous. I can't believe you even went there. I can't believe you went there. There was no point, no reason to bring Don Cousins into this scenario from you. It's repugnant. I thought, I thought somehow you might be better than that. Even though you're woke, even though you're nuts over this 
uh, virus, and you always have been, I thought you would look at something like this and think, maybe I shouldn't write this. Maybe I shouldn't write this. But you did anyway. These lunatic media figures are coming after Kirk Cousins. And now you got Florio at the end of this article calling for for Kirk Cousins, the starting quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings, who, in case you haven't noticed, has played pretty damn good the last two years. Florio is calling for him to be cut. All because Kirk Cousins believes it's none of Mike Florio's business whether he got vaccinated or not. Guess what, Mike Florio? It is none of your business, nor is it the business of anybody else involved in media. To know that personal choice inside that personal bubble of Kirk Cousins. This is ridiculous. It's getting out of hand. You've had other players come right out and say they felt like they were forced by the league to get this vaccine. And it wasn't that the league said, you got to get it. They just put so many caveats involving not getting it that they just said, well, we'll make the player and his life a living hell if they don't get it. That could be construed as coercion, I guess. One could say, again, we don't care on this channel if you get vaccinated or not. If you have, congratulations. You did what you felt you needed to do. And vice versa. Tell me what you think, black and white live fans. I find this to be a low-ass blow from Florio, from the rest of the media, dragging Fox News, dragging Newsmax into this, and making it a political issue, but to bring Kirk Cousins' father into this, that is scum of the earth crap, Mike Florio. Peace, I'm out. Till next. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Live. We got breaking news right now. The Buffalo Bills hot shot starting quarterback. I mean, he's a young gun. Josh Allen has just broke the bank and has a brand new extension. And, man, I like this guy. I like this guy at quarterback a lot. Here are the details. This is from Woke Center and Adam Schefter. Breaking the Bills and quarterback Josh Allen have agreed to terms on a six-year extension through 2028. The team announced the deal is worth $258 million, including $150 million guaranteed. And, like I said, that is from Schefter. Now, in case you're wondering, that's right about 43 mil a year. Patrick Mahomes is at 40 mil in the first five years of his contract, and then 45 mil in the additional five years after that. So he's he's sort of right in the middle of where uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to be, and Josh Allen is now officially under contract for eight more years. 
And I don't blame the Bills for locking down uh, Allen at all. And something I want to point out with Josh Allen, something that was really kind of unprecedented, something you don't see. Well, Josh Allen started out, when he came into the league, he had a 52.8% completion percentage. And then it jumped to 58.8. Now, in today's NFL, that's still not good. But you can tell Josh Allen has got in and really worked on his craft with offensive coordinator Brian Dieball. And he is up to 69%. 4,500 yards last year. 37 touchdowns. So he was over 3-1 to on the touchdown-to-interception ratio. And, guys, you can't sleep on this kid's running ability. He's got 1,562 rushing yards and 25 TDs since he has been in the league. So he is a true uh, dual threat. And i got to be real with you. Josh Allen looks like what we thought Cam Newton might have been. And, of course, it hasn't panned out for Cam. Josh Allen looks great. He looks great. As you guys know, I do a quarterback ranking. And while I will tell you, because I haven't unveiled Tier 3 or Tier 2 or Tier 1, all I will tell you is Josh Allen is in my top five quarterbacks in all of football. I know Dak is now right behind him on that quarterback pay scale. Um, Look, I really like Dak Prescott. I do. But Josh Allen is in another league right now. And this kid, in my opinion, of all the QBs in the league, as far as a young QB standpoint goes, he is the one guy that I think is truly going to give Patrick Mahomes a run for his money. And I am a big Patrick Mahomes fan. I mean, he's sort of a hometown boy 45 minutes away from me. And I'm a big Patrick Mahomes fan. But I'm a big Josh Allen fan, too. In fact, I was telling Matrix the other day, he might be my favorite. He might be my favorite quarterback in the league right now, Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. Man, I kind of want to root for the Bills a little bit. Yikes. Uh, I like some of the guys on their team. Cole Beasley, Josh Allen. Yeah, them dudes, they've got some fire. They've got some attitude in Buffalo. And I like it. I like it. Uh, they're asking the taxpayers to pay for a new stadium. I think ultimately they meet somewhere in the middle. So that's the breaking news. Josh Allen, brand new, huge contract, 258 mil, 150 guaranteed, and 43 mil per year roughly is what it works out to. Like I said, sort of right in the middle between the first five years and the second five years of Patrick Mahomes' 10-year contract. Peace, I'm out. Make sure you hit subscribe. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, Black and White Live fans, we're going to be talking about the GOAT, Tom Brady, and the NFL. Tom Brady, the GOAT, is not happy with NFL players and the NFL PA. Because, guys, we found out that these NFL franchises, and Tom Brady probably should have known this already, 
Maybe you did already. But uh, NFL franchises, guess what? Their growth continues. Even in the midst of a pandemic and even in the midst of, you know, wokeness in the NFL, NFL franchise values have continued to increase. But however, guys, the NFL salary salary cap, guess what happened to it? It went the other way. It actually went down. And Tom Brady has now called out the NFL PA and NFL players, and he has called them ignorant. This this is interesting here, guys. Check this out. This is on uh, Fox News. Tom Brady calls NFL players ignorant after NFL franchise values rise. Maybe he's right about this because I remember last season, guys, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they were actually having the names of a criminal on the back of their helmets when they were supposed to be, uh, you know, raising awareness on police brutality and stuff like that. But they just went along with it and put the name of a criminal on the back of the helmet. Didn't even question it. So maybe Tom Brady is right about NFL players that you guys are just pretty ignorant, pretty stupid. But I digress. Tom Brady sounded off on the Leeds players as well as the players union on Thursday. When the Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback learned that the value of NFL franchises increased by 14%, despite a drop in the Leeds salary cap, he decided to share his thoughts on social media regarding the matter. Unreal, guys. The NFL franchises actually went up 14%, yet the players have their salaries actually going to drop by by quite a, quite a bit of money. Think about this. The salary cap does not go up, but franchises actually have their values go up. Salary cap drops by 20%, but NFL franchises are valued at more than 14% higher. Unreal. But Tom Brady said this to go. The salary cap dropped by 20%. And the new media deals were announced the day after the 2021 salary cap was set. Brady wrote on his Instagram story, NFL players better wake up at NFL PA. NFL players are ignorant. He's right about that. But you got to remember also, guys. Tom Brady is a player, so maybe he's actually lumping himself into this as well, because we know that Tom Brady never plays at his uh, value when it comes to money. You know, maybe to him, you know, the money is not the most important thing. Tom Brady has always been a team guy, but we saw when he was in New England, he would take all these pay cuts and he never really got much of anything to work with when it comes to uh, weapons. And if I'm Tom Brady, I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm taking these pay cuts, but where's all this money going? I digress though. But you know what? He's right about this. NFL players, I guess they are pretty stupid because you have a union and the union is supposed to be what? Representing the players. Now, the owners, they're always going to try to keep as much money as possible. That's why you have the players versus the owners. This is why you have the union to negotiate with the owners. But you guys got worked. You guys absolutely got worked. So we see the Dallas Cowboys, number one uh, valued team in the NFL and in the world. Not a surprise, you know, with them being actually the most popular team, they're number one. And the Cowboys, you know, they generate a whole bunch of money for the NFL. 
Jerry Jones is a marketing genius. He knows how to market the Cowboys, but the players. How in the world did you guys let actually let this happen? How? You guys are on the field generating the money for the owners. And you guys actually end up getting a pay cut. Yeah, these players got to be absolutely stupid, guys. Absolutely stupid. And Tom Brady calling out the players on this. I've never actually heard him actually be vocal about any kind of union stuff, you know, when it comes to the owners and uh, and the players or anything like that. Never heard him actually come out and say something like this. But I guess, you know, it was probably about time that he became vocal because the players, they got worked. They got worked on this. When you're supposed to be having revenue sharing, the the franchise's values all go up. But yet the players take a pay cut on a salary cap. This is funny. NFL players, I guess, really are stupid. Really, really stupid. Like I said before, not a surprise, you know, at all. Because the NFL, you know, they'll throw them a bone. They'll let them kneel for the anthem. They'll let them let them protest social justice. And they'll say, hey, guys, let's just put some um, some uh, people, people's names on the back of our helmets. These were victims of uh, police brutality. OK, well, we'll put the names on the back of our helmet. We're not going to do any research. Oh, these are criminals. Oh, that's OK. Yeah, that's the kind of players we're talking about here. They don't do their research. They don't do their homework. So I guess this is really not too much of a surprise. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white live fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Live. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Live. We have got one of our favorites, UFC President Dana White, has come out and made some comments. And they seem to be uh, not only letting his personal feelings be known about how he feels about vaccine mandates, but also, in my opinion, taking a clear shot at the NFL and how they have chosen to handle the vaccine and their players. Um, as we know, the NFL is really trying to put NFL players into an extremely uncomfortable position. Now, we've said, we've said prior, we'll say it again. Look, if you choose to be vaccinated, that's your business. If you choose not to be vaccinated, it's your business. It doesn't matter one way or another to me. Except, I don't think employers, personally speaking, should be trying to force anybody to get vaccinated. I feel like it's an overstep of boundaries. Well, Dana White, and we know Dana is completely unapologetic. He supported Trump. Uh, Dana White spoke at the RNC, endorsed the police, endorsed the military. Things we like to see from sports organizations' presidents. Something that we would love to see out of, you know... Uh, the some of the bigger major sports like the NBA, MLB, the NFL, but no, they've decided to go on the other side of the coin. Well, here we go. Let's get to this because Dana White is not having it.
UFC president Dana White slams vaccine mandates on never tell a human being what to do with their body. Multiple mandates are already imposed on UFC fighters, such as wearing specific branded apparel, following a USDA-controlled anti-doping program, but vaccine requirements will not be added to the list. Quote, I would never tell another human being what to do with their body, UFC President Dana White recently told Aaron Bronstetter of TSN. If you want to get vaccinated, that's up to you. That's your choice. You're never going to hear me say, I'm going to force people to get vaccinated. Never going to happen. Bronstetter noted that he doesn't believe White would be allowed to force UFC fighters to get vaccinated. White's comments come as the NFL attempts to incentivize getting vaccinated by threatening teams with possible forfeits should an outbreak occur, but the league will not require players to get vaccine. Quote, I think a lot of people are doing that, White argued of vaccine mandates. They're telling you in New York you can't go into a restaurant or a gym unless you get vaccinated and can prove it and things like that. Some people are getting fired if they don't get vaccinated. Yeah, that's not going to happen here. You want to get vaccinated? Get vaccinated. If you don't, that's your decision and your body. That's exactly how we feel about that on this channel. UFC currently has an event planned for New York for November. It's unclear if the recently announced protocols by the city would require UFC fighters to be vaccinated. But White said he's ready for anything. The plan is New York. But if New York doesn't work out, I'll move it somewhere else. <laughs> That's exactly the kind of fire that we can appreciate on this channel. Uh, look, I, I absolutely agree with what he's saying here. Uh, it should not affect your employment. It's your body. It's your own personal decision. And what the NFL is doing is they are trying to back players into a corner and give them no choice. I'll probably do a video later about Kirk Cousins uh, because there's some other reason. Mike Florio took a shot at Cousins uh, over being vaccinated and uh, even brought his family into it. I don't like that from Mike Florio a bit, and I'm going to hammer his ass later over it. Uh, but no, I don't appreciate that. And I love the fact that Dana White is taking a very American feel and, and decision here in, in allowing freedom to reign when it comes to his UFC fighters. The fact is, there's UFC fighters of all kinds of a political affiliations. Dana White does not step in and try to tell his guys how to feel, nor does he make blanket endorsements on his product, using his product. Dana will come out and say things on a personal level, like he did at the RNC, but he does not incorporate it into his product, and he does exactly what we'd like to see. Keep politics out of your sports. I got to commend the UFC. People do not realize this. Because Dana White pushed through lockdowns last year in order to keep having events, the UFC had unprecedented growth last year. I mean, a massive amount of new customers found the UFC and have latched on to it. We would love for the UFC to become one of the three biggest sports in the country. We appreciate this. I've been watching UFC for years, uh, going back way, way, way back in the day to Dan Severin and Tank Abbott and guys like that. 
Um, and that was a long, long time ago. Uh, by the way, Dana Dana White's a pretty tough old dude. He used to be a boxer, and now look how far he's come. Tell me what you think, Black and White Live fans. Uh, anytime I can shine a spotlight on Dana White, you can bet your ass I'm going to do it. Peace. I'm out. Till next. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.